Hello, and welcome to another episode of Book Faces Live, the show where we talk to the faces behind your books. I'm Nathan Van Coops, I'm your host, and today I'm very excited to bring you an interview with my friend and the co-founder of Read Z, Ricardo Fayette. Ricardo, welcome to the show. Thank you for inviting me, Nathan. That's, I've, I've listened to a couple of those, and yeah, I was waiting for the invitation. <laughs> well, you're here now, and uh, I'm excited about it. So, um, I, One of the big goals I've had with this show is to highlight various aspects of the author business besides just the writing. Uh, we've had narrators, we've had editors, people like that. But you present um, a really unique perspective is in that you are sort of a connecting piece of this puzzle. You've got uh, readsy.com, which is sort of a, a, a place where people can connect with other professionals in the industry. Could you, For people who aren't familiar with Readsy, could you uh, tell people a little bit about what it is and how you describe it? Yeah, absolutely. So we describe ourselves as a marketplace or network of top publishing professionals. Um, so that's going to be editors, copy editors, proofreaders, cover designers, illustrators, book interior designers, uh, book publicists, book marketers, ghostwriters, and website designers. Um, so pretty much anyone you'd want or need to hire at any point through your author career. And what makes us different is we're really picky about the people we accept on the marketplace. So I always give this stat, um, but we basically accept around 3% of the people who apply to come in wow. on reads as freelancers. Wow. Um, yeah. So for editors, we look for people with traditional publishing background. For designers, we look at their portfolio, their experience. So yeah, we're very picky. And I think that's such an interesting um, service to provide because, especially for those of us who are indie writers, um, one of the biggest challenges is, okay, now you're, you're already an author, you're already the writer, but now you have to become the publisher. But in order to become the publisher, you have to have access to the resources that a publisher would have. Like, you still have to have an editor, you still have to have a designer, you still have to do, um, you know, layout and, and formatting, things like that. So I think one of the biggest questions authors usually have starting out is, well, yeah, how do I find those places? Or how do I find those people? So I think it's a, a really excellent marketplace. And how did you come up with the concept and how did you kind of see this hole in the market and uh, decide to be the one to fill it? Yeah, we can. So so I have to credit my co-founder, Emmanuel, for the idea. Um, but he was really into self-publishing. He was learning about self-publishing at the time. None, none of us were authors. We come at it from a reader perspective. But we were very much into ebooks as soon as they started. So mm -hmm. he imported his Kindle. He lived in France, and he imported his Kindle from the U.S. because uh, they weren't releasing them in, in France yet. So we were. I was reading on my phone at the time, and I still do most of my reading on, on my phone. So we're very much into ebooks as readers, and we're thinking, okay, what does this change for the author or the publisher? Um, so we started learning about self-publishing, and then we had the same question that you just asked: is if the author is publishing on their own, who's doing all the work of the editing, of the design, of the marketing, etc.? And that's where we kind of came up, where he came up with the idea of um, creating a marketplace of professionals. And I think that that's one of the things that um, is not just useful but a big time saver because um, I think one of the one of the biggest problems you know I've run into this before was okay I want to find an editor I want to maybe I need a new editor and you might ask around and get recommendations from friends for example but then you say okay who's your editor but then you go and read their books and you think well you know I found mistakes in here this isn't the editor for me 
and then you have to, you're basically back to square one. You're starting completely over. Um, whereas it seems like on, on Readsy, I have a whole array of people to choose from, and I have actual uh, recommendations from previous authors, but I've also got, you know, like you said, not everyone can even be in this thing. So um, what are some of the, some of the checks and, and balances people are going through to, to, to be on Readsy? And then um, how, are, how is the user able to sort of select the professional that's the right fit for them? Um, yes, I'm going to answer that second question first. Um, so traditionally, we started with a simple search with kind of metadata. So you selected uh, the kind of service you were looking for. So if you're looking for editing, you selected between developmental editing, copy editing, proofreading, etc. Mm -hmm. uh, then you selected your genre. And then you got a list of names. Uh, and you just went through profiles and selected the people you wanted to reach out to. You can select up to five people to reach out to at a time so that you get different quotes, you can compare them. Uh, now we added something pretty cool, which is Elasticsearch across all the profiles. So you can actually do searches with keywords. So if you're looking, if you're writing a book on martial arts, you can just like type in martial arts as a keyword and you're gonna get in the search results all the edit editors who have martial arts in their profile or in their portfolio. So you can really get people uh, who specialize in the kind of books you're writing. So I think that's, to go back to your example, I think it's kind of a game changer for authors because a lot of authors are going to rely on recommendations from the friends, but they're not necessarily in the exact same genre. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, if you're writing vampire books, you can just say like vampire books in the search, and you're going to get editors who've actually done a lot of vampire books in the past. I found that very useful myself because I've used Rizzi in the past to find an editor, and I did find that very useful to say, I write science fiction. I need to know that this particular writer is comfortable with this genre and, you know, the kind of the tropes of the genre because, you know, if I had a, a romance editor editing my book, yeah, the, the grammar and the prose might have turned out fine, but maybe they would have struggled with understanding the world building. And yeah. it, it was comforting knowing that the person who I was choosing had experience with successful books in the past in my genre. Absolutely. And, and yeah, to go back to the kind of checks uh, that we do and the people we're looking for, um, for editing, we're mostly looking for people with traditional publishing experience. Mm -hmm. um, Self-publishing is still relatively new. I mean, it's Kindle 10 years old, so um, there you go. Um, so we're looking for people who've got at least five years experience in publishing and usually it's going to involve traditional publishing at some point. Makes so sense. bonus points if they've worked for the big pub big five publishers. Um, for example, we got the, um, the UK, a UK editor who was uh, one of the publishers at Random House at Del Rey of, uh, of the Martian in the UK. So we get someone looking for science fiction for hard sci-fi, then we can tell them, look, we've got the UK editor of the Martian, which is pretty cool. Um, and for designers, it's a bit more open. Um, we basically look at the portfolio uh, and have our design team decide whether the designs are good enough for, for book cover design, whether oftentimes it's a question of typography as well. Um, we've had, we often add new illustrators, uh, but we tend to be quite picky on whether they can list themselves as book cover designers as well, because a lot of illustrators won't necessarily have the typography knowledge um, and art um, to put the place the type, place uh, choose the right font and mm. placement for, for the text on the cover, which is crucial. Um, so we do a lot of minor things like that. And I think that's something that a lot of new authors probably don't understand is that the art itself might be beautiful, but the design of the cover is something separate. 
and that you can have a beautiful piece of art, but it doesn't necessarily make a great cover, and you know the typography and vice versa. Um, so I think that's it's excellent to have professionals who know the business, like you said, to give you that information. Um, how are you seeing this marketplace grow, especially since the, tr- the traditional publishing landscape has been changing so much? I mean, obviously, there's a lot of editors out there, a lot of designers who maybe, like you said, have been affiliated primarily with with big publishing houses. But a lot of these publishing houses are shrinking. Uh, their catalogs are getting smaller, things like that. Have you seen a, a big influx in formerly traditional professionals that are kind of branching out into this indie space? I think I think we're seeing it, and we've seen been seeing it for for the past few years. Um, I had a lot of meetings with publishers in the past few years at book fairs because Reedsy also works for with publishers. There are publishers who use Reedsy for cover design, proofreading, copy editing. Because mm-hmm. yeah, let's face it, most of the big publishers outsource copy editing, proofreading, typesetting, and cover design. Yeah. So we've been working with some of them, and so I had. A lot of uh, meetings uh, at book fairs with editors at these different big five companies. And one thing that's happened in the last year or two years is a lot of these people have actually quit their quit their job of being laid off and they've joined the Read C marketplace as a freelancer. And a lot of them are doing a lot a lot better since they've gone freelance. Um, and a lot of that, in some cases, thanks to Read C. So yeah, I think we've got a pretty good reputation among traditional publishing of the kind of place you want to go to if you get laid off or uh, if you make more money as a freelancer. And I think it works both ways because as an indie, um, you know, one of the challenges is that you want to make your book indistinguishable from traditionally published Mm -hmm. books. You want them to to have the same level of quality and one of the key components in creating that quality is using the same professionals that the traditional publishing industry is using. So it's it's a it's a great um, you know way of you know affirming your choices, knowing that you can look at the bestseller list and say, okay, well these are the same people doing the phenomenal work across the board. So I think that's that's great for indies. And I think there's nothing like there are a lot of things that traditional publishers do wrong, but they're concentrated on the marketing side of things and digital marketing side of things. Whereas on the book production side of things, there's never really been a problem. Like books created from by traditional publishers are generally, generally well edited and they look good. They've got a good cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's no reason to change anything there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you said there's a lot of talent to choose from. You're very, very selective of about who you do choose. If someone is um, watching or listening to the podcast and they do provide a particular service and they are interested in listing their services on Reedsy, what's that process like? Um, so you sign up on our on our landing page, uh, Reedsy.com. You indicate that you're a freelancer, so you're signing up as a freelancer. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to be prompted to complete your profile. So the profile is the thing we use to decide whether we're going to accept someone on the marketplace or not. So it asks you for the genres you specialize in, obviously the type of service you're looking to offer, your work experience, and your portfolio. And we kind of cross-reference all that. So in your, in your work experience, you say you've worked for five years for Penguin Random House. We're going to check that in your portfolio. A lot of the books listed have been published by Penguin Random House. Uh, mm-hmm. We're also going to go as far as looking into the, the look inside on Amazon and check whether the editors mentioned in the acknowledgments or not. Um, so we do a bit of background uh, checks. Then we check whether the genres match the portfolio as well, because 
if your portfolio is all sci-fi, but you say that you work on paranormal romance, we're going to be like, yeah, yeah, you've got a paranormal element, but there's some romance missing in the portfolio. Um, so there's a lot of manual work on the profiles and working with um, with a professional to mm-hmm. find that. But I think pretty early on in, in the profile, we know whether we're going to accept a a freelancer or not. So if we think we're going to accept them, then we go through all these uh, feedback loops with them so the profile is good to activate on the marketplace. And if we don't think they're good enough, we're just not going to contact them. Gotcha. And I think that's, you know, it's wonderful that you provide that service because there are so many people out there who are willing to take your money uh, and say that they're an editor, say that they've done things that are professional, but it's, it's, it's a tough world out there, especially for starting authors, and they need to know who to trust, and it's sometimes difficult to ascertain who has your best interest at heart. So I think it's a, a nice um, kind of safety net knowing that Reedsy is, is filtering the people that, that end up on this marketplace at all, because I think there's just so many scammers out there. So um, it's a great, great service that you're providing. So besides you know, creating a marketplace, essentially, that authors can connect with professionals, your website is also jam-packed with other content. So I was browsing through there today, and I was excited to see uh, some of your courses. And I've gone through some of your courses already before, but um, you offer you know a self-publishing course, which I've um, you know looked at. I, I noticed you have some other um, learning courses, and like you came into Nink and ta- taught us about advertising. So. Um, and a lot of these are free courses. People can just sign up and, and get a 10-day course. Can you tell people a little about your courses and, and what's some, what are some of the things you offer? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think we noticed early on that we're providing access to editors and designers. That was great, but there was a big point around marketing. Um, so we decided to create a lot of educational content around marketing. Um, so we also have marketers on the platform, but you can't just hire a marketer to, to do everything for you. Um, right. I always say that the marketers we have on the platform, you should go to them once you know about book marketing a little bit, because that's when you're going to get the best value for money. Mm-hmm. And that's also accept to work with you. Yeah. Um, so we thought, okay, we got to create a lot of educational content around marketing. And we had this idea of creating... Um, short courses that are all email-based because it's it's easy for us, relatively easy for us to create and relatively easy for the author to digest as well. So the way it works is you sign up for any course. You can only sign up to one at a time. And then we send you one email a day for 10 days. The email arrives uh, in the morning, depending on your time zone. And so it's perfect for like a cup of coffee in the morning or your morning commute or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's a five-minute read. So it's like short bits of information and and obviously the 10 um, emails are going to cover the whole subject so we've got an intro to facebook ads we've got a uh, one that's pretty exhaustive on amazon ads as well um, we're awaiting one from david gogren uh, right now so david's watching this he's <laughs> waiting for it <laughs> we'll um, yeah we've got one on mailing list as well that i've written so there's a lot of stuff in there and we haven't limited to the marketing side because we've got a lot of editors on the platform who are eager to share their knowledge as well so we've got a bunch of craft courses on POV, dialogue, characters, uh, courses that are genre specific like YA or middle grade ones mm-hmm. so there's a bunch of stuff in there. I was yeah I was excited to see that you had quite a few videos 
featured of people who are excelling at particular areas. You're not just, you know, giving a, a, a plain course on something. You're actually bringing in the folks who are excelling at this and saying, here, you give us a video, you teach this. And it's nice hearing it come straight from someone that you know and trust in the industry, or you can go and check their references and say, hey, you know, this, this person's the real deal, deal and they're here on Readsy for free, which is, yeah, I think it's phenomenal. Yeah. So it's, I mean, a lot of, some, some actually some of these people will put in a, a magnet in there as well. So you sign up to the mailing list at the end of the course mm -hmm. or will pitch their book in the last email, which is fair, I guess, mm -hmm. after you get like 10 emails of information. Right. But uh, we limit the, the promotion to a few lines in the last email. Which makes sense. And I think a lot of times, I know I've taught courses locally and it's not an unwelcome thing at that point. You're just saying, oh, look, I've just got all this information. I've just downloaded all this you know, data to my brain, but I need more. Um, and where can I find that more information? Sometimes that's exactly what people want is an ebook that they can follow up with and review the same information that they have learned. Um, so I think that that's, that's usually a, a positive, not a negative to, to have something where somewhere you can go and get more information. Um, of course, you have a blog as well. So, um, do you personally do update the blog? What's what's your role with with that part of the website? Um, I think in the beginning, I wrote all the articles, mm. or I wrote a lot of the articles for the blogs. So I've probably written around fifty or a hundred of them. And now we've got a proper content team at Readsy, so we're um, five uh, more or more. And the last post I wrote was last year on ebook distribution. I haven't written anything since. I write weekly marketing newsletters. So if you sign up to Readsy, mm -hmm. uh, you can opt into a series of newsletters, uh, or usually are Monday ones or on any webinars we have. Mm -hmm. uh, so they're bi-weekly or Tuesday ones or every week, and they're anything from the blog. And then on Thursday ones are me writing something about marketing. Um, so that's why that's the only thing I write nowadays. But yeah, we've got a pretty full blog with two articles a week, um, mostly focused on craft. Okay. Yeah, which is always an important thing to focus on. And I like that you personally are such an um, a, an inspiring character because, like, every, we should mention that I'm talking to you, you know, across the Atlantic. That um, that you live in Spain now. And um, but you've been in London. You've been bouncing around. You're sort of a, a world traveler. You you know citizen of the world, um, which I think is what a lot of us want to be. We would love to be location independent, but um, I think it's a fantastic lifestyle that you have crafted around this business as well. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a good decision that we made to go remote. I think um, when we started, we we're all in London. We're actually three founders living together out of the four founders in London. Uh, so we're living together. Uh, we had offices we went to. Uh, our first employees had to be in London and come to the office. And at some point, we realized that we're a lot more productive when we stayed at home than when we went to the office, uh, which was a co-working space, you know, typical London co-working space with the basement because the least, the last thing you want in a co-working space is natural light, apparently. Um, Interesting. Basement, full AC, lots of noise, all the other startups or like call centers. Yeah. It was kind of a nightmare. Uh, and we decided we might we might as well stay in our nice flat, work from there. Um, 
And that also allowed us to recruit people based on their talent only and not based mm -hmm. on the fact that we're in London. Mm -hmm. So employees in the US, in Canada, Poland, Portugal, Latvia, but everywhere uh, around the globe. And I'm, and I'm now in Spain. So yeah. That's really cool. How, how big is Reezy now? How many employees do you have? Uh, a bit over 20. Okay. Yeah, and just like you said, spread all over. So that, that's, that's fantastic. Um, what's next for you guys? What are, what are some of the things you guys are working on that um, you might be able to share? Or where do you see Reezy going um, in the next few years? So one big thing that we're working on that not a lot of people know about is our Reezy book editor, as we affectionately call it. Uh, which is basically at this point a formatting tool. So okay. we actually have a lot of authors writing in it because hmm. um, you can do that. It's very nice writing interface. Um, the only thing is right now you're kind of stuck once you write in it. You can only export a, um, an EPUB, Mobi, or PDF, print ready PDF. So I recommend all authors use it only as a formatting tool. Hmm. But the next thing we're going to add is word import so you don't have to copy paste your chapters in there. So that's something we're working on right now. Uh, and then Word Expert, so that if you write an it, you can export a Word document and work with an editor on it as well. Um, mm. So I'd say once we have the Word Import and we add a few more templates, we'll be a serious contender to Vellum. Um, mm. Okay. And, and the software is 100% free. It just requires you being signed up to read C. Oh, wow. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah, that's going to be a big incentive. And uh, not that people shouldn't just come and be on the site anyway, because I, I personally recommend it. But um, there's so much good content there. But um, what, are, what are some tips, maybe some, some advice you have for people to get the most out of their Readsy experience? Read my, my Thursday newsletters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, solid. Uh, that's, that, that's on. Um, no, I think... As you did, you need to have a look around and see what's useful to you. One thing, one thing that's hard for us is we have a lot of different types of writers on the platform. Like we've got complete beginners. Mm -hmm. um, we often have to handhold them through customer support, through kind of finding an editor, designer, everything they need. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we've got some real, really high-selling authors who publish several books a month and who come only for website design, for example, something like that. So it's, so it's hard for us to kind of target our communications to, to everyone. Mm. Uh, but we have material on the website for pretty much any level of writer. So have a book around and, and find what's best for you. If you're already, if you already know about self-publishing, if you're already well uh, into your author career, then we've got great courses on marketing, as I said, about Mitzi Learning. Uh, my Thursday newsletters will start to make sense. Uh, if you're just beginning, then these Thursday newsletters are probably not going to make sense. Um, mm. And but then you've got a lot of then you can take the self-publishing one-on-one course, and there are all the other things like that. So yeah, there are things for all the levels. So have a book around. Yeah, yeah. It, it's just a lot. I I really like the style of your site too. Just just from browsing around it, it's just it's a very. Um, clean and easy to interact with site and um, I definitely encourage anyone who's listening to, to you know go check it out just because it is um, beautiful in addition to being I think uh, a good resource um, who does your who does your own web design did you guys do all that yourselves or do you hire someone so, yeah among the four founders we have our web designer who's uh, 
Matthew Cobb. Uh, so he's responsible for all the design layout of the site and all the illustrations on our posts. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it makes a huge difference. And our CTO, and among the founders, we also have a CTO who's um, our main Ruby and Rails developer. So we do everything in house. We don't outsource. We've never outsourced anything. That's really cool. And then when did you guys first start this? In twenty late twenty fourteen. So it's going to be four okay. years now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't. When I when I hear twenty fourteen, it doesn't sound like that long ago. But a lot can happen in four years, and it's making me realize that yeah, that I guess that was four years ago. And uh, you've obviously come a long long way, and you've you've become a. Um, I think a pretty significant presence in the industry in that time. Um, we, we've been fortunate enough to meet in person like a couple, couple times and um, most, most recently just a couple weeks ago at the Nink conference, which is always a lot of fun. And um, it's always just, it's always nice to, to be able to interact with someone personally with, you know, put names to faces and, you know, also put faces to companies. And I think that you do, you do an excellent job of sort of, being a face of Reedsy, um, and it makes it so much more um, comfortable, I guess, to interact on the site and just know who's behind the, the scenes, behind the curtain, making things work. And uh, you guys have been you know, fantastically responsive and, and open, so I think you guys are, are doing really good things on, on that front. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I enjoy going to conferences and being the, the face of Reedsy. Yeah. How did you get nominated for that role? Oh, I think that was really in the beginning. Uh, it was Emmanuel and I, and I don't know, I started talking on Twitter to some authors uh, back then and participating to some Twitter chats, and he was like, oh, you should take care of marketing. I was like, yeah, okay, should be fun to talk to authors. Yeah. And it ended up being fun, yeah, definitely. It's a lot more fun at conferences than over Twitter, but... <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you're getting a lot of feedback, you know, for the company from authors by, by talking directly to them and, and understanding what their needs are on the kind of the ground floor level of, of what's going on. So um, it's nice to, for authors from the author end, it's nice to be able to give feedback. of like, this is the problem that we need to have solved. And is there a way that, you know, your company can solve this? Because you already solved so many issues. Um, I think it's just, it's nice to have that level of connected you know, whether, whether it be on Twitter or at these conferences, it's it's just nice to, like I said, to have a face to actually chat with. Yeah, I think I think Ning does a good job at bringing kind of companies who really solve problems, mm-hmm. and the authors there also do a good job of like communicating to us the kind of other problems that like solve. Mm-hmm. Um, gives us all a lot of ideas of what we could build next. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, it's helpful as well to do these. Yeah. And I would encourage um, anyone who is either watching the show later or um, is listening to the podcast, if you have questions for Ricardo, then you know definitely you know, pop them in the comments. He has expressed that he'd be willing to, to come back on and, and answer your questions or concerns. Um, if they can't, if they don't want to ask here, where's the best place for them to um, get online and, and ask you questions? Um, so uh, they can drop me an email. I mean, it's fairly easy. It's ricardo at reedsy.com. Okay. So you remember. Um, and other than that, Twitter, you can find me on there. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram, probably. I tend to answer to people uh, pretty okay. much everywhere. Yeah, so. it's, yeah, it's fantastic. And like I said, I, 
I, I'm, I've personally used the site, so one of the reasons why I was excited to have you on was because it's, it's nice to be able to invite people on who have provided a service that I've enjoyed, I've gotten something out of, and that I can, you know, honestly say, yeah, this this works. You know, you can go on there. There's there's a star system. You can understand that people have been, you know, vetted, like you said, that this isn't just anybody's website that you're going to, and they're just telling you that they're a professional. Um, it's it's just a really quality uh, service you guys are providing. So I, you know, I was just ha- really happy to have you guys on and, and help spread the word. You know, and I, I'm, I was happy to come on here. And I was really happy to, to see you again at Ning. That was really cool. Yeah, yeah. And uh, l- looking forward to the next one. Wherever you, where, are, where else will you be uh, this year? Are you traveling? Can we find you at any other conferences coming up soon? I'm going to go to 20 Books Vegas. Okay. So that's next month. Uh and then nothing else for this year. Uh, there's another conference next year in Europe, which I really recommend to everyone, which is the Indian Conference in Matera in April. Um, mm-hmm. So I'll definitely be there. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. What is that one again? You said, where is it? In Matera, in Italy. Matera. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. So it's a bit hard to get to if you're in the U.S., but it's really worth it. I mean, just for the city. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's mind-blowingly beautiful. Southern Italy. As soon as, as soon as I tell my wife there's a conference in Italy, she'll be like, yep, we're there. Let's go to that one. Uh, we've been we've been itching to get back to Italy um, you know, recently. It's just been so. If I can, if if it's if it's a write off, then you know you, you got to go, right? You can just exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a <laughs> it's fantastic. So, all right. Well, thank you um, so much for being here. Thank you everyone for for watching who who has viewed the show. Like I said, feel free to drop uh, more comments later on in, in the replay if you're watching that. Um, and you know, thank you for, for being a viewer or listener. And, and Ricardo, thank you so much for, for being a guest of the show. It's really been a pleasure talking to you. Thanks for inviting me, and yeah, have a good day. All right, have a great night.